0: Hello, hello, and welcome back to another episode of Fluently Forward. How's it going? How you doing? I am excited for this week's episode. We are diving into something that is definitely a blind spot of mine. Reality TV is just something... I feel like there's two... No, maybe there's three worlds of pop culture. You're like either into... The classic actor, old Hollywood Oscar, great film type of pop culture, or you're into like the TV and top 100, top 40s, like pop music type of pop culture. That's kind of me. Or you're into the reality Bravo side of pop culture. And that is like, I don't know. Reality TV might be like three worlds in one. There are so many different reality TV shows, and they go back for so many different seasons, and it's always been a blind spot of mine. But I know that you guys are really into it, and I've been dipping my toe into the pool of possibilities So The Bachelor is definitely, I'm like a 101 level of Bachelor, but I have on two fantastic guests today, and we are going to talk all about the franchise of Bachelor Nation and the blind items around it and the rumors. So I'm really excited to have on Ashley from Ash Talks Batch and Jenna from the Date Card Podcast. And I also want to give a shout out to the podcast She's All Batch. I recorded with them maybe like a year and a half ago, but I was such a new podcaster at the time and I misrecorded the audio so it never got to go to air. But if you don't listen to them, check out their podcast as well. So we are going to get into a little bit of everything this week. We're going to talk about kind of the concept of these different reality dating shows and how they first came onto the market and everybody was like, marriage is sacred. Why a dating show around marriage, blasphemy, and how now you know, you look to your left and you look to your right and they're like, "We, you're getting married based off of your BuzzFeed quiz results. Woo, it's a new show on Netflix. So we talk about that. We also talk about uh, initiatives that both Ashley and Jenna are Striking for the show and suggesting basically we all know that the bachelor is probably one of the least diverse shows on the planet but we really kind of dive into the statistics around race and body diversity on the show and when you look into the actual statistics and also on top of that the statistics of sure maybe one season you have diverse contestants but how many of those diverse contestants go home on night one really staggering stuff. And then we dive into some of the blind items. And I will say some of these blind items, you know, I I never think blind items are 100% true. Maybe I give them like a 50-60% true. The blind items for this one, I'm giving like a 20% true. I think a lot of them are you know, alleged or just completely made up, but we talk about that as well. And I mean, you know, it's just fun little fictional stuff. So without further ado, let me welcome Jenna and Ashley. All right. Welcome to the show. I am so excited to welcome to Fluently Forward this week. We've got Ashley and Jenna, Ash from Ash, uh, Ash Talks Batch and Jenna from the Date Card Podcast are bachelor uh, <laughs> experts in the field. So welcome to the show. And, uh, Let's have you both kind of explain a little bit about the content that you make about The Bachelor. Just, Jenna, you're at the top of my screen here, so I'll start with you.
1: Fabulous. Thank you. Hi, I'm so excited to be here. I'm a huge fan, long-time listener. <laughs> First time, I guess, guest. <laughs> How you say it? Uh, yeah, my name is Jenna, and I am part of Date Card Pod, which is a queer, leftist, bitchy Bachelor podcast and meme page where... We recap and review the show, talk about all the gossip and drama that's happening in Bachelor Nation through those lenses, and it's a good time. We've been around for about five years, and we get messy, we get cute, a lot of great community. I think a lot of people think The Bachelor is a very heteronormative, basic show, and it is in lots of ways, but there is actually a huge Cross section of the fan base that is queer, leftist. Like, I have DMs with people who are like, A cab, but also, did you see Bennett this week? Like, it's very, Mm. it's a very beautiful community that you can actually find within the Bachelor franchise that is not what you would really think it is. And I've really loved like making that community and making friends with it and just expressing my, I guess, my art.
0: Yeah. No, I love that. You say bitchy memes and I'm like say say no more. <laughs> <And> the two <laughs> words like that draw me in. And um Ashley, you you also do bachelor content, but tell us about yours, because I know yours is a little bit more written visual than audio.
2: Yeah, um, so I started watching The Bachelor when I moved away from one of my friends as a way to keep in touch and I was tweeting about it, but most of the people I followed didn't really like resonate, watch the show, so I started a separate Twitter account just to talk about the show. And then it kind of grew into a newsletter and an Instagram and TikTok. And it took me a while to watch the show because there's not a lot of black people on the show as we are going to talk about, I guess. And so that was one of the reasons why I didn't watch it initially. But then after Rachel Lindsay got cast, I was interested and I've kind of been keeping up ever since. And we know that there's been ups and downs as far as like racial diversity. But one of the things I like to do with my content is highlight um the black contestants and other contestants of color in positive light because i feel like the show doesn't do that consistently Mm -hmm.
0: yeah and i I love the lens that both of you guys look at this from because i don't know about you guys but so many people send me articles there was that one study done where they were like people who worship celebrities actually have like fewer brain cells or some stupid article like that (laughs) and some of my friends who like know of me but don't really listen to the podcast just see my content they'll send me that article and I'm like you don't listen to the podcast though because we don't worship celebrities like we analyze them we talk about like the sociological impact of them and I feel like you guys too you watch The Bachelor you make that content but you don't worship the show it's kind of like Kardashian Colloquium you kind of look at it in terms of like why does America love this why is this the number one dating show and Mm -hmm. what does that mean Mm -hmm. so the first question I have for you is, why do you guys think, because I, you know, I've seen a couple seasons of The Bachelor, and I also know that, oh my God, it has sprung so many different dating shows over the years, yeah. but number one is always Bachelor Nation. Like, what do you think The Bachelor has? Is it money? Is it just a, the long time history of it? Why do you think it's number one when it comes to dating reality shows?
2: I think The Bachelor is kind of like Nicki Minaj and it doesn't sound like it makes sense at first but there was like a good seven or eight years where Nicki Minaj had like no competition and she was just like the best female rapper year after year after year and then more female rappers started coming on the scene and she kind of took a hit and she had to adapt and so I think the show was just like no one else was around it was nothing else to do and as other shows became more prominent I feel like they just haven't really adjusted like what it what it should look like Mm -hmm. what the audience wants to see Um, it's pretty much the same for the past 20 years and as you've seen other shows come on the scene they just haven't really progressed in the way that they should have
0: but i've got to know if we're using the same analogy which show was cardi b is that love is
2: blind what would you Ooh. say is like the
0: enough of a competition that an alleged fight once broke out
2: between them <laughs> i'm gonna say love island because that's what i'm obsessed with right now <laughs> love island is so good and it's not and i just it's just it's real in a way that um the bachelor isn't and i could think you could say the same about cardi
0: yeah.
1: There you
2: go. Jenna, what do you think about this show being, like, number one?
1: Well, yeah, I agree with Ash, um, and then I would just say that why I think a lot of people still return to it. I think people like us, who are pretty sick of a lot of the stuff that has been happening and, like, do want more from the show as things progress and become more, like, diverse in other areas, although we'll get into it in some of the other parts. Like, the shows aren't... The other shows aren't necessarily winning, either. <laughs> but is that it is... It is, like... A comfort blink in a lot of ways. What some of the other dating shows, in my opinion, don't capture is this like facade. It is a facade, but it does feel real to some people, is that The Bachelor is more based in like a like a more real romance, right? Like there's a marriage that they're aiming for. There's like this mm-hmm. like uh, traditional element. That I think captures people and makes them think it's more real than, like, a Love Island. Like, I think, you know, you do look at those other shows and you're like, this is reality television. These people are being messy. But there is this, like, shiny gloss over The Bachelor that keeps people coming back and makes them feel like they know what to expect. And that feels good to them. Like myself, personally, I, I, I do get sick of a show. But after a while, like when I get it back on, I'm like, oh, OK, <laughs> I understand where I'm at. I understand where the show is at and mm. I can engage in with it in a way that I don't have to put too much effort into it. And I mean, I guess as a commentator, I do put more effort into it now. But I see why other fans would continue to come back to it and why it still is as popular as it is.
0: What's that? I hope I don't mispronounce this I've only done yoga a few times but that like vinyasa flow where Mm -hmm. it's like the same routine over like sometimes there's something about a routine where you're just Mm -hmm. like this is my little tradition Mm -hmm. for me it's like getting into bed slathering on aquaphor and then playing an iphone game for 20 minutes like even if it's bad for you you're like this is my thing and I do it and I like my thing yeah and
1: I feel like there's an element of uh ownership too people who've been in bachelor nation we've been in it for you know, many of us for 10, 12, 20 years, if you've been an yeah. OG watcher. So there's a little bit of, like, I remember the old times. I remember this feeling. I can, like, feel comfort in uh, having a conversation with somebody about it where, like, some of this new stuff is all still much newer, you know? Like, how long has Love Island been around? Not that long, you know? I think people have the same feeling about, like, Survivor
0: that's been mm-hmm. around so long. My God, people go nuts right? for Survivor. Yeah, yeah and yeah. there's
1: a know it and they could go, oh, yeah, I remember in... 2012, when blah, 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 blah happened. And there's something that I think really, that feels good to people.
0: Yeah. Well, speaking of how things changed at the beginning, I remember, I feel like Bachelor first came on... I mean, I was definitely living at home, so it was some type of, some form of school that I was in, some grade, and I remember there was a lot of drama around it, because people were saying, the sanctity of marriage, like, you are ruining marriage, and you're you're belittling it, which I have to say, you know, at least, like, if you're going to be, if you're A conservative person who's going to be upset about gay marriage and be like, that's ruining it. Like, I don't know, at least you're fucking consistent. Because if you're not mad about this, then it's like, okay, now you're just being hypocritical. But there were people who were um, so upset about marriage being belittled. And now these dating shows pop out of nowhere and nobody's mad about that. Why do you think that happened? Like, do you think there's still a group of people who think that dating shows are making a mockery of this institution? Or do you think that we're all just used to it and that only happened for the first season, maybe for some drama?
2: Mm -hmm. I don't think people take marriages seriously anymore. I think people are getting married a lot later. The divorce rates are higher. So there's a lot of things that contribute to the state of marriage in America today besides a reality show. Plus, we know like, most of these couples don't even make it to the altar anymore, so...
0: Also, like, what is the divorce rate for bachelor, like, finalists, marriage or whatever, the people who make it to the end? I'd say like, about 50. Is it yeah, I mean, there's not okay.
1: that many who've actually gotten married to their final picks, but there are right. a good amount of them, enough, you know? And I would say, yeah, almost like 50% of them eventually do divorce to an extent. There's currently a Dumas a blind that there is a upcoming announcement of a divorce for a bachelor nation couple. And we've all been wondering and guessing about who it will be, but no one's, it hasn't come out yet. What are
0: you, but what are your guesses? Who do you guys think?
1: I mean, mine are more like controversial because when you look at a lot of them, they're like all still posting happy couple shit, you know, Mm -hmm. and you're like, what's happening. But like the try guy wife guy, that was like out of the blue, right? You have no idea what's coming. So, I mean, I think things like Ashley, I and Jared, um, (laughs) Jaden Tanner. These all these people have babies, but like I could see it because I just don't feel like them. I yeah, I I see the strife in the relationships, but it's hard to know. It's hard to know exactly who.
2: Ash, do you I'm have gonna, a guess? I've been
1: I've been wanting to ask you because like well,
2: <laughs> I try to like to not speculate, but if I had to pick, I it's been I haven't watched as long as Jenna, so I'm just gonna say. Maddie Pruitt and Grant, because they're so vocal about everything that's going wrong. So maybe the devil got a hold of them. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, maybe they had anal sex and then
0: had to divorce immediately or something. But I do know them because like the one season I tuned in for everything was Pilot Pete. Mm -hmm. And I know that she was on that season. And Mm -hmm. I also feel like just from what I've, you know, read online and talked to people about, it kind of seems like everyone agrees that was the season things took a sharp turn Mm -hmm. in terms of this is full on influencer, Mm -hmm. young girls not ready for marriage. Mm -hmm. They just want to start a jewelry line. And young
1: men, like Peter was absolutely not ready
0: for a marriage. No.
2: (laughs) No.
0: (laughs) Absolutely insane. So we're going to dive into some of these actual individuals and some of their blind items. Before we do, I just want to talk with you individually, because I know that you both look at these shows through lenses of different initiatives of what they could work on, both with body diversity and also with race on the show. And I love how both of your pieces of content and what you say on this, it isn't just Like, this is wrong, this is bad, which Mm -hmm. it is, and it is. But you also give steps of, like, this is what we want. This is what we're asking for next season. These are tangible things to do. Which I think is just so... Fant- like, that's what this is all about, and it also makes you just want to shake the producers and be like, these are the, like, bare minimum requirements. Like, it's you, like when I almost see what you guys are asking for in terms of just all-around diversity of contestants, you look at the numbers and you're like, this is shockingly so white, so thin. Mm-hmm. But I would love to hear from both of you, uh, just to put it out there in the ether and manifest, if you could snap your fingers and have the next season – change what would you be changing about it
2: ash go ahead go first okay um i think well first they need to cast more people of color and more darker skinned black women just because i feel like that's not something you see i think actually this season has quite a few which i am like surprised about but also I would just like for them to get the same amount of screen time and opportunities and not just be contestants, but be um, leads. I know that we had Matt James and that was a whole dumpster fire for reasons that the show just couldn't handle. But I think that instead of like shying away from diversity, because since his season, it's kind of been a really white cast with the exception of Michelle. So I'm hoping that they actually pick leads that are people of color and also, you know, I don't want, I still want everyone to be on the show but i think people need to seriously be open to dating outside of their race i Mm -hmm. don't know if that's still something that i see so even like zach does have darker skinned black women and they might get to the final four but i seriously don't see him um marrying a person of color i could be wrong but i just think that they don't seriously cast people with that in mind and um I think that a lot of contestants have taken opportunities from other people mm. that are more deserving. And I think there has to be some contestant that says, you know what, I'm not going to accept this position because there are people on my season who I've become friends with mm-hmm. who I know could use this opportunity and like to move the show in a positive direction. But mm-hmm. I honestly don't see a difference between... What Jenna and I um, both are fighting or advocating for because, you know, intersectionality. So mm-hmm. we want to see people who are queer, who are black, who are bigger, who are beautiful. I just think that, you know, it doesn't represent what you see when you walk outside your door. Mm-mm. And it's a willful choice at this point because we see other shows do it well all the time.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think that Ash and I did an Instagram Live last summer talking about this campaign that I'll talk about in a minute, but I remember a moment you and I were talking about just truly, like, we do watch the show for entertainment and to, like, maybe shut off our brains sometimes and that stuff, but at the same time, we cannot ignore how vital, like, feeling represented is and feeling represented and even just like not only seeing somebody who might look like us but seeing somebody who might look like us going through similar dating struggles and that really resonated me with me when Ashley said that because like you're a single lady you're da- you're dating and like you want to see like it's not it's not that hard and it's not that much to ask for
2: right
0: yeah I, I really like what you said too like what you see when you walk outside your door that's not what the show is at all and um you're right. It's it's also too, like you said, there is the routine. It is fun. You know, you binge some junk food and you watch it and you trash talk the people and you talk in the group chat and that's always fun. But um, <laughs> from the outside and also the inside too, like I'm a little bit sick of when I watch The Bachelor, it's the same. I feel like I'm falling in love with you and I feel this and I feel that. I'm like, where's the sarcastic person? Where's the quippy person? Where's the person who's a little bit awkward? It feels like everything is just the same and mm-hmm. it would be nice, right? Like, you have just just like you said to see those different dating experiences because the dating experience I used to think of this when I listened to like the call her daddy podcast and they would be like oh well you know what it's like when an athlete flies you out blah 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 and I was like no none of us know that like (laughs) That is a, like, 1% experience, and, like, this is not the experience of the many, you know? So if you're going to be the number one dating show in the world, for, you know, lack of a better comparison, Mm -hmm. and not reflect, like, what the average experience is, it's just like, huh, interesting. Interesting.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And so I have been working as well with, like, that generation community to get body diversity on the show. Myself and some other individuals last summer started a campaign that's called Roses for Everybody and is with the explicit um, intention of getting the show to start casting fat people in their dating pool. The show has been around since 2002, so it's been around for 21 years. They've had a combined 44 seasons, uh, combined over 1,200 contestants casted, And in that time, they've only had two self-identified, smaller, plus size individuals that were both cast, and they both went home night one with less than a minute of airtime each. And so when you put all of that out there, that's really egregious, like, how can you have 21 years of a show and have tiny blips that don't really even count? Those individuals are wonderful, we love them, but they didn't get any screen time, they got no recognition... And it's discriminatory. I mean, it's just flat out (laughs) bigotry being allowed to happen. And we're calling for the show to change their practices and to cast a minimum of five diverse plus size individuals per season, to cast leads who are open to dating fat individuals, to give... Equal screen time to the larger contestants on the show, as a piggyback to what Ash said earlier with race, is yes, you might have 25% of the cast might be women of color, but are they getting that screen time and, like,
0: engagement? No. So the fact... And also just from the little I know about the show, the screen time is, like entirely the job of the producers. Yeah. It's not like, "Oh, yes, but like, oh, you know, we had these diverse women, but they just stayed in the corner and like talked to themselves all night." It's like, mm-hmm. "No, you decide who gets the screen time. You're, you know, going around being the little chess puppet masters and making things happen." And on set, you're probably choosing not to interact with the diverse yeah. people who you invited on the show, which mm-hmm. is, like, completely the fault of the network and the producers. Yeah,
1: or just, like, the editing of it all. It's just very mm-hmm. frustrating. And then our final two demands at Roses for Everybody are to support – the contestants, when they're before, during and after, with mental health, physical support, with, like, clothing options that are geared to fit all body sizes. People will remember on a lot of dates, they'll have these, like, group dates where it's, like, rush to the rack of gowns and put on a gown. If they're all gowns that fit a size two, like, that's not going to work for a plus-size contestant. Um, and then the final step is to do diversity within house We need fat crew members, cameramen, producers, executives. And, of course, inclusive training – and you know that kind of stuff for the show and if anyone's interested in learning more about the campaign please check us out at roses for everybody on instagram we're doing a lot of great work with uh fat liberation and education because it is a societal problem it's not just reality television but however we do believe that something like the bachelor if it were to change it would snowball into so many other areas of our society and media representation is very very vital
0: yeah. What would you guys say is a, a dating show right now? Because it seems like you wake up every day and like seven new ones have started. There's so many ones. What would you say is a uh, dating reality show that's doing it really well right now? And mm. You guys are like, no, not really. <laughs> I mean, people
1: are like, oh, Love is Blind finally had a, a fat woman who what, had, was a success story. I said, yeah, one. Mm-hmm. That's three seasons in. They only well, had one. They have mm-hmm. no excuses. They started in 2020 they have no excuses not to have more and even more racial diversity i feel like more economic diversity more you know Mm -hmm. things like that nature and i feel like was it just love islands cast was just announced like two weeks ago all small not a single Mm. plus size person
2: Mm. and especially when you consider the like the premise of love is blind like they have it baked into their program that it should be people who look uh, who look differently who are coming from all walks of life mm-hmm. meeting each other in a way that they wouldn't be able to organically and mm-hmm. they still cast like every other dating show for the most part
0: yeah yeah god I remember that show came out like what right during quarantine mm-hmm, and like mm-hmm. the idea of the pods like they must have been so not happy that it happened right. but like, I think it did a lot to like really boost them up so yeah <laughs> stamps.com if you like me are now a small business owner you know how important it is to plan ahead early to make the most out of your time you can get ahead of your competition by using stamps.com to mail and ship So Stamps.com, they let you print your own postage and shipping labels right from your home office. It's ready to go in minutes, so that way you can get back to running your business sooner. Also, very on brand for what seems like will be the future of 2023, postage rates, they have just increased again. But thankfully, Stamps.com has the best discounts in the industry. They've got rates that you cannot find anywhere else, like up to 84% off USPS and UPS. Plus, stamps.com will automatically tell you your cheapest and fastest shipping options. So set your business up for success when you get started with stamps.com today. Sign up with promo code forward for a special offer that includes a four-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. There's no long-term commitments or contracts. Just go to stamps.com, click the microphone at the top of the page and enter code forward. Damn. All right. Well, let's get into some of the dirty, dirty blind items about these individuals. Now, I will say we pulled some blinds on kind of not every single person on The Bachelor has blind items. But right. Some of them have really risen above the rest. I don't know if that's because they're more popular or maybe they just have friends with looser lips who write in shit about them. So you guys hold me accountable, too, because some of these blind items, I might read it, and you could say that doesn't make any sense at all. They actually were never on Paradise or XYZ. So Mm -hmm. we're going to start with the first one, our old uh, host, Chris Harrison, who is host no longer. (laughs) We've got two on him. This is the first one. This A-list host thought he would be with the show forever, so he really hasn't saved any money. If he is booted from the show, he will be broke and doing infomercials within a year. Do you know what's going on with Chris Harrison? (laughs) When was this posted? This was, like, Pilot Pete
2: season. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I ignore Chris Harrison because of everything that happened, so I really genuinely try not to give him any of my traffic, but I definitely believe that he is broke, because why else would he be doing a podcast about a show that, like you got fired, like, why are you still talking about this? You need to find <laughs> something else to do. So I believe this is true.
0: Yeah. <laughs> if you guys had to guess, like, I'm so curious, how much money do you think he was paid a season to be the host? Mm-hmm. That is a great question.
2: The yeah. leads get paid, like, $100,000, so I would imagine at least, like, five hundred.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was going to say, like, half a mil at mm-hmm. least. And when he was
1: fired for being a racist in 2021, he... Was given a, a basically a walkout bonus of they said ten figures, and
0: I'm like trying to do the math ten figures. We, I says. mean, we
1: think it's around like nine million or so that he probably got. <laughs> yeah, and it was very upsetting because like. It's, like, it just goes to show that, like, cancel culture doesn't exist, obviously. This man was Which
0: being... by the $9 million <laughs> is, like, let's just say that he's getting half a million for a season. That's yeah. basically four and a half seasons. Yeah, I mean, yeah. but he had been a it, host I'm for
1: 20 talking. years, and he had been a executive producer or some mm-hmm. kind of producer level. Like, he had been a part of this show forever. So, like, I do understand on some level, like, it's a big deal that he was left, that he, you know, was asked to leave. But, mm-hmm. like... Yeah, at the same time, I'm like, he was being asked to leave for, like, really egregious shit. And so, like, why was he given millions of dollars? And, like, a lot of it was, we believe, like, um, hush money. I mean, like, he Mm -hmm. obviously knows where the bodies are buried. And so, like, Mm -hmm. he's not going... That's part of why they probably gave him so much. And I imagine he negotiated based off this blind. He's broke as fuck.
2: (laughs) I wonder if, like, the whole Amy... I forgot her last name. And TJ Holmes... Like if they don't get as much money yeah. because this is the same. It's ABC, right? Yeah, yeah. So they got fired yeah. too. So I'll be interested to see how much money they get.
0: God, I'm very interested for that. Well, we talked about Madison Pruitt. Um, she was on Pilot Pete's season, and she, <laughs> she recently got married to a guy named Grant. And sorry, uh, let's Grant Trout. Push- <laughs> Grant Trout. <laughs> which i think makes sense if he mm-hmm. didn't marry her i could see him on a dating app holding up a trout so it just kind of <laughs> seems fitting now i you know i i don't follow all of these people just because there's so many of them i feel like mm-hmm. you'd have to have a separate instagram account for it but whenever something goes I do. viral yeah you oh, YouTuber, see <laughs> that's a good idea cuz like how else are you going to stay abreast of everyone uh, um especially but,
1: when people block me i get my account gets blocked often from uh, oh. contestants <laughs> I've been who's, blocked. Who's blocked too. you. Yeah,
0: can we shout out some names? Tyler
1: Cameron blocked me. Let's hear. Matt here. James
2: blocked me. I don't know why cuz I love Matt. Like yeah. I was like the one person champion for Matt after oh mistake God. after mistake. I don't know what I did. I'm sorry Matt. I really am. Yeah.
0: Oh my god! That's so. Were you guys like messaging them, or all of a sudden were you just one day?
1: I I have been blocked by many of them for uh, what they would probably consider online harassment. But I think I was just (laughs) Gemma. Would you say? No, no. There was definitely a period of time in the pandemic, at times where I was like, I was very like these people aren't fucking masking. These people are going to parties. Mm. These people are um, not standing up. Like when no one spoke up against like the insurrection, I was like, I was that Mm. bitch where I was constantly like tagging and calling people out for not like standing up for the right things. And I Mm. mean, in hindsight, it's a little silly that I expect anyone in the Bachelor franchise to Mm. care. Mm. But anyway, I was on that level and there was a lot of people who, not a lot, but there was people who were like, I don't want to fucking deal with it's like the only, only thing I like can. Around. Yeah,
2: the only thing around I think then. I can I did was maybe sometimes I send my friend DMs and like maybe I commented instead of sending it first. You know what I mean? Oh, so like, like accidentally sent it. To yeah, right. So something. now I'd make sure I send whatever post it is and then go <laughs> to my DM and then add the comment that I'm trying to say because that's the only thing I could think that I did and it still wouldn't have been mean. I don't know.
0: Interesting. Oh, my God. Okay, well, we definitely have blind eyes on both um, Tyler Cameron and Matt James later on, so I'm excited to get to those. (laughs) But real quick for Maddie and Grant, um, they've been in the news because they got married recently, and they did some sort of, like, radio interview, podcast, something, where they were talking about how Satan, like, literally Satan, I feel so crazy saying the word Satan out loud, but they were literally saying that Satan played an evil role in their marriage, trying to tempt them with intercourse before they were married, and whenever they would kind of go along that path, it would cause fights between them. I thought that this quote was wild. He goes, there were moments when we would start making out and maybe we got a little handsy, and what I would say the next day Stripped of confidence, stripped of boldness. All of a sudden, I would feel this way. I think my tongue got loose and lashed out. We had this thing where Satan offers us a little box of pleasure. He says, just take a little bit, and he promises unity, but every single time, it only caused our biggest fights. And the satan aside i would say <laughs> the biggest thing that jumped out at me is my tongue got loose mm-hmm. so like one of my favorite things to do if i get like way too drunk i just say i've been overserved cuz you're like placing the blame on the bartender i'm like somebody mm-hmm. overserved me mm-hmm. it wasn't me who got drunk and that's the, my, i think my tongue got loose you can't even be like i said something shitty you're like mm-hmm. satan grabbed my tongue and then he made <laughs> sounds come out of my mouth and like whoops i was like that's a crazy thing to say
2: yeah. Well I think it's a Bible verse cuz like I'm Christian but I'm definitely not in that crazy pseudo like yeah. that's a different that's a different I don't know that's not the church I belong to <laughs> but there's like there's there's a Bible verse about like your tongue and watching what you say so I think he probably was just like quoting misquoting it misrepresenting it and using it as a way like you said to deflect from his behavior and I think it's just like you know way the way that those super Christians, I don't know if you follow any evangel- evangelical people on Instagram, but it it didn't sound like anything surprising to me based on other things that I've seen on Instagram. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Interesting. Now, I know that religion has come up in this show because one of the famous viral clips of The Bachelors when Hannah Brown sends, I want to say his name is Luke. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm off and he was basically talking about this idea of if you were intimate with the other men that would like go against our religion and she had this great quote where she was like i have been intimate with the other men and jesus still loves me so i'm curious from other seasons how often does religion come up in the show as as something that either brings contestants together or apart?
1: I'd say pretty often, like, it's a pretty running theme. Everyone, most people are Christian on the show. I would love as well as there to be more uh, religious diversity on the show. That would be great. Absolutely. Um, but, yeah, it is typically used in a way that unifies people. Um, the leads mm-hmm. will often use their religion in, like, their speeches or their, like, cheersing to, like, other contestants. and mm-hmm. it can. But it can be also used as, like, a... Like get out of jail card in many ways i feel like mm-hmm. maddie Pruitt, for example like she was like her reason to get out of being engaged to peter was <laughs> relying on her religion and her virginity that she waited to tell him until like
2: fantasy suites yeah
1: fantasy suites so that was like uh problematic in that regard but yeah i think it a lot of people are christian so i think it it unites the house often but this maddie stuff is really very fascinating to me because like it's so sad when you watch the clip of the podcast because then he further says like now that they're married now he has trouble um like basically having lust for her because now satan is trying to keep them apart (laughs) it's like she looks so sad
0: That idea of like the Madonna whore complex, like it's Mm -hmm. definitely, I mean, I grew up religious and I remember feeling guilty every time I masturbated and feeling like a dirty piece of shit. And like, it it takes years for that to go away. Like it really is ingrained Mm -hmm. in you. And even if you're not religious, even in society, we have this idea of the Madonna whore complex Mm -hmm. and lady in the street, freak in the bed, all of that. And I feel like it's just pushed to... I don't know, watching that clip, I felt the same way, too, where I just felt, I don't know, I just felt sad for her. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, I guess you kind of sign up for that, right? Like, yeah. I'm sure that their wedding or half of their life is sponsored, and, you know, you get something out of talking about it. I mean, it.
2: then her veils say, like, worth the wait? So I feel like she's in Ooh. on it, too. But oh, now yeah. that I've been thinking about it since Peter's season, I will say that the show has kind of either stopped casting people who were, as devout Christian, because I haven't really seen within the past couple of years, which Katie Thurston probably was the, the shift in that. Yeah. Like, yeah. I don't think religion came up at all in her season. So mm-hmm. I think maybe the show the show does a good job of, like, catering towards conservative Christians, but also, like, just throwing in a morsel to for their liberal audience to keep both sides. They're never so going to choose out. a side. Oh, so Ash. I don't feel like I've heard <laughs> religion come up as much. In the so past true. couple of years, yeah. but I mean, we still have some seasons to go, so who knows?
0: Yeah, it is crazy what you guys say too about the fantasy suites. Like that is such. I feel like it's almost we haven't really settled with the idea. Like it is crazy that there's these people on live TV, and then once you get down to what is it, the final three or is it four? <laughs> three, and it, four. Yeah, four. You, it's just like. They're gonna they're gonna bang and like it's gonna pan away and you're gonna see B roll, but you're gonna know that these two people are fucking each other. But like you're not gonna see any of it. It's just such a weird concept to me. And I remember for Peter Season, <laughs> they put all four girls in the same
2: room yes. for the first time. <laughs> for the first time. It so
0: fucked. Yeah. No, that's
1: what I love to tell people about the show. I said the show is literally here's my TED talk it is a queer polyamorous like uh propaganda piece. <laughs> Like it's not—they're it all dating. They're all polyamorous, yeah. and it, I do believe that they're not. Like I think the 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 fucked part about the show that keeps me hooked is that they're taking these people and putting them in a situation that they might not normally want to be in, which right. is having to share your partner with like thirty other people. And then right. yeah, like how 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 traditional America is it to bang three people in a fucking fancy suite before proposing to one of them in a week. Like, what? None of that makes any sense. But I feel like it's very queer-coded, too, because of, like, the trauma dumping that happens on these dates, the U-Haul factor of these dates, of the show. You're getting engaged within weeks of knowing each other. How gay is that? It's so gay. And then... When you are not with the person, you're in dating within the franchise. And that's also mm-hmm. like gay, gay dating other gays in this Staying community. In the yes. friend group.
0: Yeah, being exactly. friends with exes and I'm stuff like, like that. Yeah. It's the gayest show. <laughs> Very interesting. Next Evo Naturals, the only CBD I take, and I got to be honest, about an hour ago... I took some. I love taking CBD products from Next Evo. There's so many different times I like to use it. Today, I had one of those days where you wake up on the wrong side of the bed, you get out of bed, you stub your toe, your AirPods aren't connecting, and you find yourself so irritated, and you wanna get just a little less irritated. I took a couple of the Berry Gummies. I'm looking at them right now. And then it's in Chill City, it's fantastic. So I love taking these CBD gummies. They also have capsules. If you have too much coffee, if you just had a bad work meeting and you just want a little bit of a life hack to relax. So, Next Evo Naturals, they are scientifically formulated by a consumer product team with decades of experience, and each product is tested to rigorous standards. They use something called Smart Sorb CBD, and it's proven for 30 times better absorption in the first. 30 minutes cuz you don't want to wait 2 hours to feel good. So you can make CBD a part of reaching your full potential with Next Evo Naturals go to slash podcast and then use the promo code fluently to get 20% off of your first order of $40 or more. So that is 20% off $40 or more at slash podcast with code fluently. Well, for for Maddie, uh, blind items. Oh yeah. We don't really have anything that juicy. There was just one saying: when you see the fake tan up close and personal on this newly single bachelor contestant, it is next level. I have never seen anything like it. Okay, well, I have, but not usually from someone so young. So I love that Enti caught a peek at Madison Pruitt and just went, "That fake tan." Is really fake tanning, you know, mm-hmm. like that in her eyelashes. She should have gotten the L'Oreal campaign. It would have been like fantastic.
2: Her eyelashes were so bad. Those spiders. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my gosh. But a lot of uh-huh. them I do think like have like it's called like blackfishing almost like where yeah. it's a couple contestants. I'm like, this doesn't look right. And I feel like I'm the only person who sees it. So like if I say something, it just goes out into my followers like, yeah, I agree. But nobody ever talks about like how it's problematic.
1: Well, yeah. Maddie I do and I'm waiting for her to block you me. You do. On, you always. But not specifically on Maddie though. <laughs> I miss the other ones probably but <laughs> um, Maddie uh, she grinds my gears there's one video she does like a get ready with me and I will send it to you maybe Shannon so you could post it or something. It yeah, is Shannon. so funny because you literally see her putting on this makeup and it's like like dark against her white skin and she's just like getting ready to, like, a Bible verse, you know,
0: and you're like, ah! It's just, like, bizarre. We had a girl like that in my high school, too, and I sat behind her in math class, and I would just, like, stare at the back of her neck where foundation met the road, and I would be like, what is going on here? You know what I mean? Who knows? Well, I want to move on to the next person so we can try to cover everyone here in this hour. Hannah Brown. I feel like Hannah Brown is, like, one of the Bachelor stars. She was on, like, multiple times. She's done the book. She's done the whole... Shebang. I just saw one of these blinds and I'm like, it's going. well, this first blind item is let's just read it. It says, After having yachted to make her money the past several months, this volatile reality star who probably won't get another season with her now ex landed a guy twice her age who pays all her bills and thinks he has found true love. Just don't let her get drunk and he can keep that wonderful image in his mind. Now, they allege that that's about Hannah Brown because she was a little bit on Peter Weber's season and mm-hmm. he would have been her ex. Mm-hmm. What's your idea of stars from The Bachelor yachting? You know, I would imagine that there would be some people that they watch the season and they go, okay, you weren't the final four, but I would love to take you out for a weekend for a hefty price. Have you ever heard rumors of this?
1: I haven't, but I I believe that it happens. Absolutely. I think it just is kept lower because maybe Enti or other blind writers just, like, don't think they're worthy of, like, the space which is is fair (laughs) Uh, but I mean I would
0: kill to know (laughs) right I imagine it has to be true I'm sure that there could be a blind item person just for bachelor tea because these are kind of people where they're not exactly celebrities but they're not exactly the girl next door but Mm -hmm. I'm sure that like in the influencer circle people know what's going on right yes so much to start a podcast (laughs) (laughs) yeah I'm like but who (laughs) one of us So basically, it was a lot of different Hannah Brown blind items about that or about um, going out, having drinks paid for, Mm -hmm. making out with people at bars, which I'm always like, is that a blind item? For me, that's sometimes like a Friday night. You Mm know what I mean? (laughs) (laughs) Anything happens if you're down to have fun. Mm -hmm. This one. Absolutely wild. I love when actual celebrities get involved in the Bachelor world. I'm going to read this first, and then I'll kind of say who it is uh, as a surprise at the end or who they allege. It says, This foreign-born A-list, mostly movie actress, who is an Oscar-winner nominee. She just doesn't talk a big game. She is actually hooked up with multiple cast members from this network reality show. They are the ones who talk about her house of horrors. And that is about Charlize Theron. Oh, man. There was also one about Peter Weber hooking up with, I mean, hold on. And then we're going to talk about Nick Vial. I just, like, want to move into him. But, um, oh, no, it's Nick Vial. Okay, well, first of all, this idea of celebrities hooking up with folks on The Bachelor. I mean, we saw this with Gigi Hadid and Tyler Mm -hmm. Cameron. Mm Mm-hmm. Why do you think that happens? I would just think that a celebrity wouldn't want to, like, dim their star by doing that, but it happens very frequently.
2: Well, I think for the contestants, it's like a, a dream-type scenario. Yeah. Like, if you see people like Wells and Sarah, like, he actually married someone who was a celebrity, I think celebrities are probably just bored.
0: And that's um, Wells Adam and Sarah Highland yeah. right mm-hmm, from mm-hmm. Modern Family, mm-hmm. which is like nuts. You yeah. Know? yeah, January Crazy. Jones.
1: January Jones yes. dated Nick Viall. Um, Mike Johnson went on a date with Selena Gomez.
2: Not, no, um, Demi Lovato. Demi Lovato. Maybe. Thank you.
1: You're right. Mm-hmm. Um, and I thought that one was very. I was like, yes, exactly. But I do. I think that the, more celebrities than would like to admit are bachelor fans. Mm-hmm. And I think that I mean that show does a decent job at making the final like four people look good. You know, look.
0: And how fun you know. to be a celebrity! You're watching it on your couch, yeah. and then you just go. I'm gonna. I like him. I'm gonna slide into his mm-hmm. DMs, and like you know that you're gonna be able to get a date. Mm-hmm. Which is, like, Absolutely. Awesome. <laughs> No, I think I mispronounced his name. Nick Vial, is that how you say it? Yeah, Vial, I think so. Files, right? <laughs> I fucking hate this dude so much. I like only know a little bit about him. He the the way that this man triggers me on TikTok. I've had him blocked for a while. Wow. I think because I used to make videos making fun of him. Sorry, Nick, but he's just so oh like I ha- like I really hate people who give dating advice mm-hmm. from such a condescending, mm-hmm. on my high horse, preachy black and white do it my way or it's completely right method and I feel like he's always giving advice to women on how you need to chase the man and you need to do this and it's like shut up Nick like you're not this expert that you think you are and everything he does is just so condescending Please tell me other people feel this way about yeah, I can't he's, stand he's, him. Yeah, he's literally okay. every person.
2: Yeah, he's generally
0: very <laughs> disliked. Um, for that reason and like
1: other scandals that he's had over the time. My favorite current one is that he's dating somebody eighteen years his junior. Engaged? He's engaged. engaged? Yeah, yeah, he's engaged? Yeah, engaged. And my like favorite thing. I'm like, how I, would I listen to this man give dating advice when he pulled a twenty one year old? Like that's not that's not a brag. That's not a brag that you captured a young woman who whose brain hasn't finished molding like (laughs) Mm -hmm. that's not i'm not gonna listen to your advice and your advice like you said is so condescending it's like it he puts it all on us as idiots who just like fell for these men's like wily ways and i think a lot of women listen to it because they feel like they're being talked to by like Mm -hmm. an inside source like because he'll Mm -hmm. just be like trust me i know how men are like i'm one of these pieces of shit (laughs) And like I know I know how to fuck over a woman because I do it all the time, you know?
2: (laughs) I was gonna say I bought his book and I just to snark, like I wasn't trying to actually get dating advice from Nick and I didn't make it past page three. But maybe (laughs) I will try again just so I can be like this is absolutely ridiculous fodder, but he's popular, which makes it insane. This is like he's so misogynistic, he platforms other men from the show who are problematic. Mm -hmm. Like if there's a problematic man, and he had a problematic storyline. Best believe he's gonna be sitting on Nick's couch and unpacking why actually what he did by cheating on the when, like the lead wasn't bad and and everybody had him misunderstood. So Nick true. just gives him a voice. So
0: Yeah, uh, he's just incredibly which makes it all the more annoying that he is this person in the blind items and the real world who has dated these actual celebrities. I'm like, oh my God. So Let's start with the first one. It's with about him and January Jones. It says, this A literate, A minus list. And then <laughs> Enti says, but really B plus list, but she recently bought me a drink. We were all at a table and she bought the group a drink, so I gave her a little boost to A minus list. So thank you, Enti. He says, mostly TV actress says that her now ex, who is a former network reality star wannabe actor... Cheated on the actress on a milestone kind of day for the actress and then completely broke it off for his new love, who is a celebrity offspring of a permanent A-lister or two. He lets her pay all the bills. And that's about him cheating on January Jones. How could you do that?
1: The audacity.
2: (laughs) I have no words. I,
0: I, I just can't. Do you guys know how they met and started dating? Like, I find that crazy.
2: This was pre my time for the bachelor.
0: Yeah, I wow.
1: I just remember we were all shocked by it in the in the nation. But I think I imagine <laughs> he really was. He's a wannabe actor, and I feel like he just had his agents mm-hmm. putting him at like um, industry parties. I imagine he was mm-hmm. just like at an industry party and hit on her or something. Interesting. Or, or we, they say that
0: he broke it off to then be with Rumor Willis, Bruce Willis's daughter. <coughs> And they were together, and this blind says, this former reality star from a show all of you know doesn't want the public to know about his romance, so he always denies it when asked by reporters. The serial cheater likes to keep his options open. Ah! Has he talked about, like, openly cheating on his podcast, or does he try to do the nice guy thing?
2: I think he, like, comes out and says, like, he's really vocal against cheating, especially... Emotional cheating, so no, I am fully shocked. Yeah,
1: I'm actually like, because I, yeah, he doesn't talk about his history as a cheater, in my opinion. So
0: I'm very Uh -uh. like, okay, Nick. (laughs) So this was the next blind item. This uh, BB minus list actress who is a celebrity offspring is losing weight at a drastic pace. Apparently, her celebrity significant other says he likes his girlfriend skinny, so she is losing weight she can't afford to lose. At this point, skeletons weigh more. And I would imagine Nick Vial has the highest fucking standards for anyone he dates and is probably, like, I, I feel like dating him would be signing up for having your mental health absolutely, like, ruined. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. 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 Mm. Now, have you heard the rumors about him and Rachel Bilson?
2: <laughs> I feel like some. It yeah. wasn't, when I read it, I wasn't, like, surprised, but it's been a while.
0: So there were rumors about them dating, and it says this B-plus list mostly TV actress who has been on multiple middling shows is dating a horrible one-season wonder and knows he is horrible, which is why she won't make it public. Rachel Bilson, too, is, like, such a, you know, gem to snag, yeah. and I cannot mm-hmm. believe that he's, like, been out and about in Hollywood like this. It's crazy mm-hmm. to me.
1: Ugh, gross. He's so petty, too. He always, like, wants to date the hottest women in Bachelor Nation, too, and gets butt hurt when other contestants do it. I think when Blake got Kaylin Miller-Keys, mm-hmm. he, that's what really ignited the beef between him and Blake Hortzman.
0: Mm. I remember there was, in Peter season, um, Kit... I want to say her last name is Mm Keenan. I know her mom's Mm -hmm. like a famous designer. She like lives here in New York. And I think she would make videos about like dating, just like getting ready talking about it. And he would always be in her comments like this Mm -hmm. condescending little shit bag being like, Mm -hmm. oh, kid, you're such a little baby. Like that's because dating is supposed to be like this and you're doing it like that. And it's like, get away from her. Like if she's such a baby, then like stop talking to her, you know? Plus she's
2: like older maybe than his fiance. So. (laughs) Probably. Probably. Hmm.
0: Okay, what else do we have on... Oh, this was one from Nick. Hey, at this point, the most hated Bachelor ever is going to do whatever it takes to be on for another season. He thinks the same-sex season would be the perfect place for him. Thoughts on Nick queer (laughs) (laughs) queerbaiting? Or do you think this would be about someone else? Who do you think is the most hated
2: Bachelor ever?
0: It's him, so... (laughs) Or Juan Juan Pablo,
2: but Juan Pablo's like... I don't know, maybe it's Nick. Interesting. I'm not surprised.
0: yeah. So we'll have to see. Okay, Tyler Cameron. There are so many blind items about Matt James and Tyler Cameron being closeted and dating. I personally don't see it. I mean, is this something that you guys could see? There were just so many blind items. I'm like, maybe somebody just like has it out for them and keeps writing it in.
2: I don't see it either. I think like male friendship isn't really depicted without it being, like, a huge super bromance or, like, I don't think that people see positive male friendships and, like, they just jump to conclusions. It, I'm not saying it's not possible. It just doesn't make sense to me, but Jenna's yeah. face <laughs> says otherwise, so I'll it's let so her funny. take It's funny. I it had never there. heard
1: these uh, rumors uh, in my time since being blocked by him. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I, uh, for, by, by the way, Tyler Cameron blocked me because I called him MAGA, and I had, like, proof of it, more or less, and he didn't like that, so he blocked me.
0: Wait, Jenna, I have to know, do you just slide into people's, like, inboxes and say this stuff, or, like, is I, there, I, like, a conversation i put it on the fucking happened? stories. Hey, here's your oh. voting record. Oh, yeah, okay, like, tag I, them
2: oh, in yeah, the uh, There was that time okay. where I
1: literally was posting people's voting records. That was so funny. God, I was such a cunt. Um, anyway, I, I've grown and learned. Um, so, but Like months ago, I got my own blind item sent to me about Tyler being bisexual. Hello,
0: do you can you? It was just that somebody
1: DMed somebody to DM me that they hooked up with him last weekend, and it was a man. It was a man,
0: and (laughs) was was it Matt James. No,
1: it was a regular (laughs) civilian man with Tyler Cameron, and I was like, oh.
2: Good for him. But, I mean, it's, yeah.
1: a, it's like I said, um, alleged.
0: Interesting. All alleged. I love that. And that's the fun thing about these, like, Bachelor contestants is, like, I've, like I have definitely gotten people messaging things about them because that's – it's not like they're a celebrity who at the age of five was in acting school. Like, these people lived full lives before they went on the show and they were just a normal person until they shot mm-hmm. to stardom one day. Interesting. So well
1: seeing all of these blinds right here about them mm-hmm. him Tyler being cam or both of them being closeted is very fascinating to me.
0: Yeah, like, I won't read all of them, but there's basically, like, eight blind items about the two of them dating. But I also find it crazy because they say at one point, like, I see so many TikToks of Matt James and Rachel, right? That was Mm -hmm. the girl he ended up with. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You can tell that they're blazed out of their minds and they're, like, eating food around (laughs) New York. And I have to feel so bad for her because she's, like, she's gorgeous. But he puts the camera right in her face while she's eating. I would be like, get that fucking thing away from me. But, I mean, it really does look like they're together yeah so yeah Yeah. Mm -hmm.
2: i think they're in love there's the other way (laughs) they wouldn't have signed up for all of the backlash that they got from her scandal Mm -hmm. and choosing her that was a moment i don't think you do that unless you're in love yeah
0: i agree yeah I would agree with that. Now, um, Tyler Cameron did date Gigi Hadid. There were interesting blind items about, like, how she allegedly would pay the rent for his place, but he didn't want to give her a key (laughs) because he would hook up with other girls in there. And you do have to wonder, like, when January Jones goes out to dinner with Nick Vial, like, who's paying for dinner, you know? Mm, Absolutely. Third Love bras. What I am wearing underneath my clothes has always been very important to me. If it's uncomfortable, then I am overstimulated and cranky all day, and if it's incredibly comfortable, I feel confident, I feel like the best version of myself. So, what if you could finally have a bra that makes your boobs look and feel amazing and is actually super comfortable to wear all day? Third Loves 24/7 Classic T-shirt Bra will make your boobs look great. Period. It is also super supportive and comfortable and it won't show through your clothes. It has made millions of women and their boobs very happy. It's designed for your body and it even comes in half cup sizes. So you will always get a perfect fit. Also, I don't know about you, but I feel like they make clothing more and more thin the material like each year it gets thinner. (laughs) So that's why having a bra that fits and won't show through clothes has just become more important to me year after year. So ditch your bad bras, get a better one that makes you look and feel great. You can upgrade your bra today and get 20% off your first order today at thirdlove.com/fluently. That is 20% off your first order today at thirdlove.com/fluently. Now, who else do we have here? Colton Underwood. Obviously, he's scandalous. He ended up coming out what after his season, yeah. right?
2: Uh-huh. Yes.
0: God, I wish I was more well versed Okay, these yeah, I'll I'll this, help. Yeah, yeah. Uh, just so everyone knows,
1: Shannon's not saying it's scandalous to be gay. Um, he had a season, and the woman that he ended up choosing at the end, he basically like gaslit her into like choosing him. They dated for about mm-hmm. a year. They broke up. He stalked her and harassed her. Put a tracking device on her car. Created fake numbers to text her and harass her. And then she put a restraining order on him. And then within like a month or two of the restraining order, he did a GMA coming out mm. special and I believe that he is gay like all of that's true
2: mm-hmm. but
1: it was just a very very rough time for Bachelor Nation and for his uh the woman Cassie who was victimized
2: mm. and he had a Netflix show oh so. god
0: yeah was it called a coming out Colton hmm
2: that sounds um, right. Yeah, I will it, say it sounds like name. it's too on the nose. Yeah. yeah, no, it was that, yeah. And he made a lot
0: of money off
1: of that coming out. But, I mean, what's unfortunate is, like, had he just not done any of the, like, domestic, like, abuse stuff, it would right. have been a great story or a great right. moment in our history because he really does talk about, like, how he grew up, you know, evangelical, and he was a football player, and... All these different things and how he had to hide who his true self was, you know, and then, Mm -hmm. you know, was brave enough to come out as gay. And I think that that is brave. It's just Mm -hmm. like the damage he did along the way, Mm
0: -hmm. you know,
1: is unfortunate. Although, you know, I think there's something to be said about talking about the damage we do to people while we are
0: closeted, you know? Right. Yeah, that is a good point. Now... The most interesting blind item of his, there were mostly a lot basically just saying if he didn't come out, which is also a scary thing to think about once you rise to a level of fame, Mm -hmm. that there were people that he had hooked up with that were definitely going to come forward and kind of out him. Mm
2: -hmm. So it gives
0: way to that idea of like, did he come out? Some people say it was for money or maybe just because he felt like it was the right time or was it because he was like, oh shit, like it's either me or them. Mm Now there was one blind item that basically said, although the former network reality star is one of the biggest a-holes ever, the restraining order received from his former co-star was done for their reality show. And there were some blind items basically saying that all of that like stalking restraining order stuff was done for like PR fluff it up for the show. Do you believe that blind item, or do you think even for Bachelor Nation, that's that's too far of a thing to like, you know, fake drama create? Mm.
2: I think that's a bit of a stretch. I don't think any I don't think any woman would like seriously make claims that someone stalked her and put a tracking device on her car. And that the, are yeah, unsub- all the different num yeah, that are unsubstantiated. Um, I just think in this day and age, like you don't make claims like that. And the reality, sh- the show they
1: were filming that that part is true. They were filming something together, never came mm-hmm. out. So like, I think if it if that was true, they would have yeah. gone forward with like making money talking off of, about yeah that. yeah, yeah.
0: It is, it is interesting. How do you guys gauge, because I watched that show Unreal, mm-hmm. right, where mm-hmm. it's kind of based off of The Bachelor and how some of the drama is done or things will be edited weird. What percent of the drama that happens, I'm thinking of Champagne Gate, where, like, the champagne was stolen, how much of that do you think is fake or real? Would you say that, like, 80% of the stuff that you see is real, 20%? How do you kind of gauge if you're being mm-hmm. had or if it's question. authentic?
2: I say 50-50. <laughs> I <laughs> That's I feel where like, I was going, too. I feel like some of the stuff... is, like, real, but then they... Everybody fits into a mold, like Jenna was saying. The show's been on for so long, like, they know this contestant is going to respond well to this type of contestant. So they kind of doctor the situation and the scenarios, but, like, some of the stuff that people do in those scenarios is, I think, them. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, Yeah. people fit into archetypes, and the producers
1: know how to manipulate that, much like Unreal, like that show. Like, Mm -hmm. the show was showing how much of it was produced, but, like, also how those contestants reacted to it you know like Mm -hmm. created the drama based off of the manipulation so
0: yeah it's so funny what is it like Ultimate, oh my God, it's one of the wrestling things. It's the one that's com- completely faked. So it's not MMA. It's um WWE. UFC. Yeah, I think that's it. Where like it came out that it was totally faked and everyone went, okay, like I'll still watch it. I feel like The Bachelor <laughs> is the same. It's like all these bitches just want to be Instagram stars and like they're a friend of a friend. So they're on the show, but like I'll still watch it. So, you know.
1: And I think what's a great example is the Colton of it all. On his season, I think this is my. This is my take of it, right? So I'm not saying this is exactly true. But Colton is gay. He's staying closeted. He's now the lead of the mm-hmm. fucking Bachelor. Oh, God. And he actually has said as much that he was so desperate to be straight that he thought that The Bachelor was his, like, last saving grace. That if he could get married to a woman through the show, like, he could convert himself and not be gay anymore so i believe that he chose cassie in a sense in his head of like this is the woman i think i can do this with and i Mm -hmm. am desperate for this and he played games convincing the producers that he liked other women more so that they wouldn't punish cassie and treat her badly so that he could end up with her that they would fuck Mm. with the other people and then the end they still ended up fucking with cassie and bringing her dad To Mm -hmm. one of the, like, the foreign areas they were at. They were traveling abroad. Brought her dad. Her dad convinced her to leave the show. It made Colton so mad that he ran out into the night and, like, ran away from the show. Took off his mic pack pushed a cameraman out of the way, jumped a fence and ran out. <laughs> I remember
2: I saw the video <laughs> of the fence jumping. It yeah. is the best <laughs> thing that has ever <laughs> happened. Been happened from the show. But I think you're right, Jenna, he did a episode of this American life, mm-hmm. which I was like, Whoa, this is, this is official. It was really interesting. So I think, cause if you look at Cassie, she's like the traditional, yeah. what everybody thinks an American, like this is, who is beautiful. So he probably felt like if I'm not attracted to her, like who am I going to be attracted to? Right. And I
1: think that, I guess my point is that the producers manipulated him in that sense, right? They brought her dad Mm -hmm. in, they fucked the relationship up, but they didn't know what was going to happen from that. You know, him running off into the night was like, gold but like they they didn't know. And these like six
0: sociopaths behind the camera probably like jump up and down anytime somebody slaps someone or like says something crazy you know. And on that point with Colton I remember Neil Patrick Harris saying he dated Christine Taylor who's now married to Ben Stiller. She's like the beautiful girl who was (gasps) in Zoolander, Dodgeball. Kind of a little bit of a Cassie you know vibe. Mm -hmm. This like blonde like sweet girl next door. Mm -hmm. Um person. And I remember Neil Patrick Harris saying when I dated her, that was when I knew I was really gay because I thought if I can't make it work with her and she's like this perfect girl, then I guess I really can't make it work with any woman which mm-hmm. is kind of similar to that idea of okay, let me go on The batch. I have like the cream of the crop mm-hmm. and like I'll find like the best person ever and that doesn't happen. Yeah,
1: it's pretty sad. So
0: the last question I want to ask you guys before we wrap things up is let's say you're on the next season of The Bachelor. You are coming out of the limo what is gonna be the first impression that you do? How are you gonna like make someone laugh or cry or fucking get an erection? You know, everybody takes a different route when they're trying to impress someone. So, what would you do to try and stand out from the crowd? I, um, oh, go ahead, Ash.
2: I was gonna say, I'm awkward. So, I probably would just be like, I would like trip. Like, that'll, <laughs> it wouldn't probably not even be on, like, it would not even be on purpose. And I'd be like, I guess I'm falling for you because I'm awkward but wait that's, that's what good
0: do. and then you get the physical touch they help you out oh, and yeah I love that I
2: hopefully like that. no broken bones but Yeah, we're like, you know, I don't know. You
0: accidentally break your face and you have to go home. You're like, oh, damn it. (laughs) Uh,
1: I've thought about this one for a while. It's not even that good, but I just know it's the most authentic and it would be also different is I would wear a, like, short vintage, like, party gown, something not like these long glittery things that everyone sees. It would be, like, short and, like, out up there. I would climb through the sunroof of the limo climb out of the sunroof and then slide down the back of the limo mm-hmm. and then come up to them with a bottle of well whiskey and mm. take a shot with them. And then they would be like, why are you drinking well whiskey? And then I would be like, well, why don't you ask me that inside? <laughs>
2: First impression, That's- Rose, you got it.
0: That's pretty good. That's pretty good. I think I would, like, horseback ride in, buck yeah. naked, and I would just have affluently forward all over my body, and I'd be like, I know I'm getting kicked out of here, but listen to the podcast. <laughs> 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 oh, that was so good. I would love you as a commentator. I'd be making meme after meme after meme. <laughs> well, thank you guys so much for coming on. If you guys want to check out either Asha or Jenna's content, respectively, it's all going to be in the show notes. You can follow along. I know that there's a new season of Bachelor going on right now, and I'm sure there will be many memes and substack articles and thoughts that you guys have on it. So it's going to be fun to uh I will say it's it's kind of like a sporting event whenever a bachelor season happens and everybody tags along every week and you get to hear everyone's opinions. So it's a fun time of the year, you know. So thank you guys so much thank for coming you. on and uh keep me posted as as uh, and more scandals develop. We'll have to have you guys back to talk about anything ridiculous or how the um, season progresses absolutely we'll definitely be back (laughs) All right, huge thank you to the girls for coming on for this episode and leading me through the magical world of Bachelor Nation if you want to check out what they are doing their stuff will be linked in the show notes below and always in the show notes below we've got some stuff on patreon.com slash fluently forward if you want to hang out with us over there our episode last Friday was all about the grannies and the blind items of what happened before after and during the Grammys and I spilled a little bit of tea that I have on the fact that Olivia Rodrigo and Taylor Swift are 100% beefing and every time I say that on TikTok everyone's like no they're not I Taylor seems like my best friend and no she's not trust me dude I've had like four verified sources at this point in my DMs telling me about it and maybe 20 unverified. So we get all into that on Patreon as well. So thank you for hanging out with me, and I will see you on Wednesday for a mini episode of Fluently Forward. Bye, guys.